Welcome back to the Ultimate Playlist Podcast, full of choice tracks. I'm Damon. I'm Brandon. I'm Dietrich. And I'm Taj. Yes, you are. You are Taj. Um, so, this is... That's... What's that? Oh, that's what I'm here, here for, self-gratification. <laughs> I am. Uh, thank you're, you. You're, you're my... You're <laughs> my cool. Turn your camera off. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, luckily, y'all can't see Taj. <laughs> uh, come on, Taj. Uh, yeah, so uh, what we do here on the podcast, if you didn't listen before, is we pick a theme, um, we give each other homework, and based on that theme, you pick a song, uh, the best choice, your choice track that fits that theme. So this episode, I am the one that picked that theme. Um, <laughs> this is side A of the podcast today. Uh, my theme is... Sweatiest song. Um, it comes from, <laughs> so the story behind that is it comes from a, a Cheers episode, and they're in the bar and they're talking about like what they think the sweatiest song or sweatiest movie uh, is. It turns out it's Alien. Um, you know, in their opinion, there's a lot of sweaty movies. Uh, there's also a lot of sweaty music uh, that could be anything that can mean anything to you different to you than it does to me. Um, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm really interested to the, hear what people's idea of a sweaty song is. Um, I got kind of, I guess, like literal um, in my, in my pick a little bit, but uh, so this is um, going back to the eighties. No, this is early nineties. And I think that, uh, it's probably more so because my wife listened to stuff like this a lot. And then she carried that over when I first met her over 20 years ago <laughs> and it's club music, but you know, that's the whole idea. Like you're dancing, working out, whatever. Um, and sweating. <laughs> so I don't know what makes you sweat, but to me, it's, uh, it's definitely, um, CNC Music Factory. <laughs> the name of the album is gonna make you sweat, <laughs> so it's all it's all in the title. Uh, everybody dance now. So, yeah, that was my pick because yeah, it reminds me of being in the clubs in the nineties when I was really young and people were really sweaty. <laughs> and anytime you see the song used in anything, it's going to be fast paced. So you're probably going to be working out or sweating somehow. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's my pick. what did you guys think of that? What do you think of CNC music factory? Uh, it, I, I liked it. I, tr- I for sure heard it before. I mean, it's a club piece. That, like you said, it, it you know, it'll get you on the dance floor and it keeps going for a while. So, yeah, I can see how you could build up the sweat dance into it. So, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So it, I'm not sure what samples or, or what's original on it. But, yeah, it, it it was well put together for sure. So, but yeah. yeah, it's a really good band. I think I never would have thought to listen to them past like the radio hits. But there's probably a lot out there that's that's pretty decent uh, for the time, for what it is. I can only take so much of this stuff, but yeah, 
It, it makes me think of sweating a lot. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I remember when this first came out, I actually had this album. I don't know why I did. Oh, wow. Uh, really? That's a yeah. surprise. That's a surprise. <laughs> I know. I mean, I was a different person back then than I am now. You okay. know, like, Fair enough. Like, there are some things that remain, and then my taste in music shifted throughout the years. But, um, you know, this is not something that, you know, like, I, I don't know. I'm not very nostalgic about it, but I remember enjoying it at the time. And definitely when you brought up this this theme, this was one song that came to mind. But I couldn't rightly go with it because, you know, I just I needed to do something else because I had, you know, I had left CNC Music Factory in the past. Uh, I was trying to move on. Um, you know, I still have the CD, though, so I guess I haven't moved on completely. Um, so, so you, you quit the factory is what you're telling me. You're like, you're done yeah, working there. Yeah, they they didn't want to unionize. So I quit. Oh. Um, so anyway, uh, but I, I still enjoy the song. I mean. You know, it definitely it definitely brought back a lot of a lot of nostalgia and um, it totally fits the theme. It's not a it's not a bad song for any mean by any means, because, you know, again, it's like something I grew up with. So I don't I don't necessarily dislike it. You know, if I had maybe heard it for the first time, I might have a different opinion. But because I had that CD, I can't hate it too much. Um, so I still, yeah. I still enjoy it for what it is, um, you know, and definitely will make you dance if you like to dance. It reminds me of a workout room or like a, like, like a group of people working out. This is like a, this is definitely probably really good for that. It's probably not a lot of videos of work with workouts. <laughs> I'm guessing that it was 1990 that this came out. So, but like you said, Todd, there's probably like five hundred versions of this song. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it's the bang one. You know, it's, yeah. uh, it's definitely a catchy tune. Um, I remember the song. I more so remember the video. I remember they got sued from the artist because of the video. Um, one of the, the excuse me, the background singers that was actually the lead singer on the track and on the song, The Hook, and parts of the bridge and things of that nature. And also, what they did that everything at the end yeah she um when she was scatting uh she actually sued the group because they were using a model's image in the music videos instead of her actual image in the video um in order to promote the model as the one singing the song versus her um she was a, a heavier set individual at the time so uh, they definitely doing a, a sizing situation and so that that was the the big, you know, drama that came out of that situation. But yes, this is definitely one of the songs that he came out with. I think they were a two hit group. Um, they came out with another song that, that you know made people move. But yes, when you think about sweat, this is definitely up there because that's exactly what it was supposed to do. It was supposed to make you move. Everybody danced to it. You were sweating like crazy, and then they throw on some other song that we never really wanted to listen to to kind of cool us off. So yes, I remember this. I'm glad you brought up the music video because I was watching it and I didn't finish the whole thing, but it reminded me of that one artist that you had where it was a, the hip hop artist, but they had the model lip syncing and she looked pissed. Nelly Nelly. <laughs> yeah, like for some reason, I don't know why I'm watching the music video. And it's like, 
there's some some weird connection there and you're like okay they, that totally makes sense because you could the way the camera was playing with her yeah you're like yeah she's she's a model they're, they're just <laughs> yes yeah that makes sense so <sighs> yeah good times good times so. all right so taj what you got yeah oh what do i got uh or did you want to comment on CNC Music Factory a little more? Oh, no, <laughs> no, no, no. I'm fine. I'm fine. I, I got mine. I got mine. Sure. So um, I chose to go with mine on uh, three different levels of sweat. <laughs> so I, I chose a song that you can get up and dance to. I, I chose a song that's about sex that makes you sweaty. <laughs> and I chose a song who the artist himself when he sings any song, he sweats up a storm and, you know, he has to take a rest. Somebody needs to put a cape on him, but then he throws off that cape because he's not done sweating. <laughs> so I picked uh, a James Brown song and I chose Get Up. I feel like being a sex machine. Get up, get on up, get up, get on up, stay on the scene, get on up, like a sex machine, get on up, get now, up. There, there is a get up song. There's a get up. I feel like being a sex machine, and then there's sex machine. Like he's made different versions with the same type of melodies, but I picked this particular one. Get up. I feel like being a sex machine because I, I like this version the best. But yeah, this is you know a funky track, cool pianos, and like it's just like there's no way you know you can't dance to it. And so yeah, it, and I felt like this this qualified for. A sweaty song on those three factors. So, yeah, no, it absolutely does. <laughs> I, I feel like we talked about James Brown a little bit before, too. I, yeah. I love how he comes out on the stage with his cape and all that, like you said. And he's a sweaty dude. <laughs> he's sweating right. the shit out of that. So. I wonder if he was sweating out, like, I don't know, last night's binge or something. <laughs> I don't know, man. Probably. <laughs> Probably. He had so. some energy, that's for sure. That's for sure. So, yeah, I like your. I, I like this pick. Um, yeah, James Brown. Like a lot of James Brown music, I think it's just like stuff that I've always heard with my parents listening to them, and um, yeah, just in movies, which is like my favorite place to you know hear music. But uh, other than live music, and uh, yeah, he's a sex machine. <laughs> <laughs> That's for sure. So, but yeah, I might dance to this in private, but I would never dance to this in public. Oh. <laughs> I don't think you want to see that. Maybe, maybe it would be good. I don't know. Are, are you saying you don't have a money maker to shake? Probably not. Oh. <laughs> if I do, I haven't learned how to shake it. So, oh, okay. <laughs> so. Yeah, I mean, this is a great choice, great song. Um, you know, it it definitely checks off a lot of boxes for being sweaty. And, um, yeah, I mean, you can't go wrong with James Brown. I mean, how many James Brown songs have we done on this podcast? At least one, right? Yeah, um, we did. We did four tracks. We did, the whole podcast we, we did an episode on. James oh, Brown. yeah, we did, didn't we? Okay. Yeah. And you and you and you found another one, exactly. uh, <laughs> which is not hard to do because he had so many great songs. Um, yeah, no, this was this was fantastic. I, I totally dug the song. I know where you're coming from with your your interpretation of sweaty, and um, I would sweat up a storm within the first few seconds if I did that song on stage. 
Um, I'd probably fall down a lot too. Um, and might not actually get back up. Um, anyway, uh, great stuff. Great choice. Uh, definitely a song I, I, I was familiar with. Um, but it's always welcome. I'm, I'm always here to listen to, you know, James Brown songs, even if I've already heard it multiple times. So good choice. Uh, thank you. Oh, he's working man in the show business. <laughs> Get on up. <laughs> That's you can't you can't you can't uh you can't deny that. So yes, definitely sweaty. He was definitely sweaty. The whole damn band was definitely sweaty. Everybody who was in the crowd was definitely sweaty. And anybody who listens to the song, you're gonna have to dance. You're gonna have to groove with it. The bass line is too fucking funky to not groove with it. So you're gonna be sweaty. Just get it over with. You know, keep an extra shirt in the car, call it a day. Done. So, for sure. And that that piano lick, I'm not sure who was doing the piano, but that that lick in there is like, I just love that. So yeah. All right. All right, D Jerk. Uh, what you got? What what is your idea of sweating? Sweating out. So my idea of sweating kind of comes from this song because it's exactly what we would do. We would go to somebody's house. There would be a house party. We'd probably either be in their basement or we would be in a room. And no matter how cold you put the AC on, it never was cold enough because we always stunk up a room and made it hot. Everybody was in there dancing. Everybody was in there chilling. You had to go outside the backyard. They didn't want you in the front. So you had to go outside the backyard in order to kind of cool off, um, especially around these these. Texas days, you know, and when I think of sweat, I think of heat. When I think of heat, I think it's hot. When I think it's hot, I think it's hot in here. And that's exactly where I'm coming at. I'm coming from Nelly's album, uh, Nellyville, which had a whole bunch of slew of hits on it. But this was the one that kind of took it off into the stratosphere. Um, this was produced by the Neptunes in 2002. And this was Hot in Here by Nelly. I'll come in. What do y'all think about Nelly hiding here? So, uh, I, I'm going to jump in here and uh, and talk about a small vignette of probably how I first heard this song. So, uh, first of all, you have to understand in, in my youth, uh, I used to frequent a Denny's a lot and we'd be there like three hours a night drinking coffee. Uh, so I got the brainy idea for my birthday one year to uh, kind of uh, check out the used part of the Denny's for a birthday party because like I was in with the like the waiting hose and so I got a karaoke machine <laughs> and so we had the whole part of the Denny's <laughs> and you're just back there and so you know a certain somebody on this podcast and their spouse <laughs> chose to pick this song <laughs> to choose the karaoke <laughs> and i swear that is probably the first time i heard this song <laughs> was was them singing karaoke to it so <laughs> i was like but yeah i can see how it's a sweaty song for sure <laughs> that was uh that wasn't even a denny's it was a caro's wasn't it I don't know. I thought it was a Denny's. Yeah, it was or... right next to the campus. It was. It wasn't yeah. even a Denny's. It was like yeah. a Denny's knockoff. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> so, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think I remember that. Um, he's talking about me. 
I remember doing different voices as well during the song. <laughs> right. Like I even did like an Adam Sandler version of Hot in the Ear. <laughs> yeah. Wait, we got to hear this. All right. Here, <laughs> set it Somebody up. Somebody record this. No. No. Thankfully, no, this was this was long enough ago where there weren't phones and recording systems everywhere. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So <laughs> that was your first you time hearing it. I, I'm uh, pretty sure. Yeah. <laughs> so, but <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. It, it, at least that's how my brain goes. Whenever I hear the song, I always think about you singing it. So, <laughs> <laughs> so. oh, yeah. I, you know, the thing I remember about that now is while we were doing the karaoke, there were a lot of lyrics. And I remember, <laughs> I think Amy and I were like, what are all these lyrics? You know, like, like, you know, all I remember when we were doing that was like, I think the song is just you, you say hot in here all the time, and then it just kept going, you know. And then it got yeah. really fucking hot in there, and then everybody. Yeah. <laughs> I think drinking, I think we were, were trying to water? catch. We were trying to catch up with the lyrics. We're like, whoa, I'm going way too fast. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. So, but yeah. <sighs> yeah, I probably was sweating because I was trying to stay stay in tune with the song. So, yes, it's a sweaty song. Um, yeah, uh, uh, I think I think this was a great choice. Um, this is definitely one that uh, pops up in my mind right away when you think about sweaty songs. And uh, I have the same memory that Taj has about the song. Um, so I'm glad that we share that. And um, yeah, this is this was a great choice. I will not be uh, doing another version of that for the podcast. I'm sorry, folks. That was one night only. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> we'll, we'll see about that. Nelly, yeah, I, I, I know I've probably heard a lot of Nelly songs and movies on the radio and all that. Um, not, not a artist that I like gravitate to necessarily, but uh, yeah, no, I, I know this song really well. Uh, I never seen it in karaoke. Um, it definitely, it's, it definitely uh, depicts what it would be like if it was really hot, like it is right now when it's 105 fucking degrees every day. You just want to jump out a window and into a lake of ice. <laughs> so yeah, this this is this is exactly how we've been feeling for a while now. Um, yeah, I, I, I like the beat. I think does Nelly have a lot of new stuff right now? Uh, he actually just released the single uh, probably about a month or two ago. So yeah, he's still yeah. he's still out there kicking it in and, and doing shows with the Shanti and. And, and getting his bread up, so I'm not mad. I'm shout out to Nelly. Yeah, nice. Uh, it's, uh, and like a lot of other artists right now, they're they're trying to tour and uh, put out at least a single or or a whole album, and uh, that's good to hear. Nelly is still doing that, so I would I would expect. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I like the song. Nice pick. It feels really hot in here now. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you very much. Oh, I will say this. Brandon, as much as I want to, I, this is twice that we've heard you doing karaoke. 
we need to go out for a karaoke night. I'm telling you right now. <laughs> but in my mind, nothing will ever top somebody singing, you're not woman enough to take my man. <laughs> I'm just throwing that out there. Somebody that was not a female was singing that song. So it was funny as hell. But if we, I, I guarantee you, if we all get together, I will take the, the, the plunge and sing hiding here. I will take care of that for you. <laughs> okay. Right. I'm going to hold you to it, man. I know you will. I know you will. <laughs> uh, Brandon, so uh, is it getting hot in here? Or, uh, uh, do, you have a, do you have a do you have a pick that makes you I do have a, feel do like have a pick. Here? All right. Um, I, I'm definitely getting I'm de- definitely getting sweaty. Uh, Just thinking about so, it. All right. That's right. So Me too. The song Me I, too. yeah, the song I went with. This was I I I really think this was the first song that popped up popped up in my head when you brought this theme to the group, and I just decided, you know what, I'm going to stick with it. I don't know if it was predictable, but you know, it 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 fits the bill. And the song I went with is Physical from 1981 by Olivia Newton-John. Um, we've all heard the song. If we haven't, I am shocked if you've not heard this song. Um, it's been everywhere forever. Uh, it was on her 11th studio album in 1981. Uh, the name of the album is the same name as the song. It was the lead single from the album. And this song was a major hit. It went platinum. It was number one for 10 weeks in a row. Uh, it is her biggest hit of all time. And this is also the song that sort of changed her image, her appearance. You know, from this, you know, her character from Greece to who she, who she is on the song. And this song itself, if you listen to the lyrics, it's uh, it is it is definitely a sweaty song. You know, it, it's the song is, you know, it's called physical, but there's a lot to the song. It's not just about working out at the gym. It's about a whole lot more than that. Uh, if you know what I mean, and I think you do, and um, yeah, it's it. I I just I've always liked the song. Uh, it's a great music video as well. Um, one thing I read that was interesting is that the songwriters intended the song to be for Rod Stewart. Then it was shopped around to Tina Turner, and then it went to Olivia Newton-John. And I just can't think of anybody else but but Olivia Newton-John doing the song. And I think it's it's really important too that it was olivia newton john and not rod stewart i think that's what makes this song even more unique you know coming from from you know a woman's perspective um so i i think it's it's awesome and you know i've had the song stuck in my head ever since i decided this was it uh, i've been singing it for days on end and um i'm probably going to keep doing that for a while because it is an earworm um, so anyway, what do you guys think? It, I like it. I, I, I enjoy it. I've heard it before for, for sure. 
Uh, I can't say where or how long ago, but yeah, it's, it's a, for sure. It's a sweaty song. Um, but yeah, uh, I could, I don't know. I, after you said it, I could kind of see Tina Turner singing it, but yeah, it, I think, no, I don't no. think so. No. Okay. Huh? No. So, okay. But yeah, no, it, I enjoy it. I think she does a, a great job on it. So. Sure. I'm just going to come out and say it. Um, as much as I love Tina Turner and I love me some Tina Turner, I did not sing her or see her singing this song. I only see Olivia Newton-John singing this song because I just wanted to fuck her so much after this. Um, literally, literally, you know, had, you know, those little boy dreams, um, you know, little boys have, you know, about Olivia Newton-John because of this. I didn't like Grease that much. I thought this was, you know, her coming out party, so to speak, like you said, and the fact that it, it kind of was like a Britney Spears moment is crazy to me. Um, the fact that Rod Stewart had it, I was like, oh my God, please don't. No, that just destroyed the thought in my mind. Tina Turner, I see where you're coming from, Taj, because of the female, but she had a raspiness to her voice. This was such a clean track. It was a clean delivery. Mm. It was in her range. She was in her zone. And she was already sexy as hell. This just put her over the top. So, yes. That makes sense. Olivia's song. Yes. Gotcha. It was all said and done. And goodness. That's all I can say. It, yeah, she's I, even wearing workout gear, too. So. Yeah, you know, that's back when, when workout gear wasn't that sexy. But the leotards and, and, and the... And the you know, the little sweats underneath and the whole nine. And, and what was it though? It was the movie with her and, and, um, oh, we just said his name. Oh, God, not Greece, but the one after that. It was after Saturday Night Live or Saturday Night Fever. It was supposed to be like a sequel to it. Oh, John Travolta? John Travolta. You know what I'm talking about? The one where they're like exercising and working out. Oh, you mean the one with Jamie Lee Curtis? Perfect. Yeah, Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, um, yeah, perfect. Yeah, perfect. This this was like, yeah, this was yeah, okay. Just, I'm getting that image in my head now of all the aerobics classes that were going on in her. Yeah, yeah, okay. So now I got two wet dreams. You know, bringing back memories between Jamie Lee Curtis and Olivia Newton-John. So thanks, guys. Appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, I get what you're saying now, because yeah, I guess yeah, with with Tina's raspy voice, she wouldn't need to say say it. But since she has a smoother and it's cleaner voice, I get you now. I, I get mm-hmm. what you're saying. Where the makes sense. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, I, I really do like this song. I don't know why. <laughs> it's just catchy, I think, and. You know, I'm sure that Dietrich's not alone or, you know, he thinks that she's really hot because she is. But, uh, yeah, uh, uh, you know, I think she had, did she have workout videos? Did she make her own, like, I don't yes. know if that, I, I guess I have to look that up. I, I never looked into that, but she looks like she's ready to teach a class. So, um, yeah, <laughs> she can teach probably any class she wants and get tons of people. She makes lots of money teaching classes, I'm sure. Uh, yeah, no, this is a very sexy song, and it's also a very catchy tune, so I can see why it was, like, did so well. <laughs> and it's, like, timeless. It's always going to be out there. So, 
But yeah, this 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 definitely definitely captures sweaty. Nice job, Brandon. Oh, thank you. Rest in peace, Olivia Newton John. That's right. Well, all right. Well, um, if everybody's ready, let's go ahead and move on. And we're gonna go ahead and flip that record to side B and let's drop that needle. And Damon, you had some homework for us. I did. So, uh, yeah, so I, I picked a, uh, album that I was, I was not sure if I wanted to make it like one of my choice albums or not, but, uh, just recently listening to a lot more of this band, um, and really liking a lot of their stuff and then seeing some of their stuff, you know, like in concert form, not actually live. I haven't seen this band live yet. Surprised. Some of my friends have seen them. Maybe some other people on this podcast have seen them live. I don't know, but, uh, um, yeah, so it's Imagine Dragons. Imagine Dragons came out with uh, Night Visions, and that was uh, 2012. Uh, Dan Reynolds is the lead singer. I, I I think that the energy that this guy has is definitely sweaty. <laughs> That's one way I would describe his live shows. Like their concerts are, they're fucking sweaty. <laughs> uh, it, Dan runs around. Like from what I saw, uh, one of his one of his recent um, like live shows, uh, he'll run through the crowd like he's singing with them. I love that kind of stuff. Like with like Green Day and some other bands I've seen live, where they just like uh, Foo Fighters, you know, they'll like let the crowd be a part of what they're doing. Um, the energy that that brings, yeah, man, it's so awesome. 2012 is kind of like a that's at the time. Where I think I think I've said this before. Where I just I I don't know what it is, but the the sounds that came out of that little you know maybe like uh, 2008 to 2013, just a lot of good albums came out. Maybe some newer bands were just coming up. So maybe some newer newer sounds. But yeah, that's that's definitely um, uh, that's a good one. And yeah, so. I don't know, but yeah, I, uh, <laughs> my cat likes it too, apparently. Zero, she, <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I have I a microphone that. that picks up my cat from across the house, apparently. Um, yeah, she, she, she was digging it. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I, I listen to this album probably every time I work, like, go to have to do something now. If I'm trying to get something done, working out. If I'm at work, you know, I work at a desk. So I'm able to do that. But, uh, um, yeah, no, I, I, I definitely love that they're from Vegas. I don't know why. I've been, I was at, I was on vacation once in Vegas and I wasn't really there that long, but like, I started, like, you know, just sort of looking into Vegas history and uh, the live music is like incredible there. A lot of good bands like that, you know, they, they top the charts and they, you know, they've made it, they like make a residency there. So the fact that they're from Vegas and then they, they were able to do a, a huge show there recently too. It's um, televised everything or like on, you know, like I think it was on Hulu or something like that. But uh, that that's incredible. And I think where uh, Dan Reynolds is coming from with like lots of loss, this album sort of like to me, it's uh, it's almost like I could follow it. Like it's like a story 
made for my life. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not exactly, you know, there where these guys are, but it gives me hope that maybe, maybe I can make something out of myself. <laughs> um, and that I hope that people around me want to, want to do the same thing. Um, we're here because of a reason. I don't know what that is exactly, but we have a path and, um, there's this energy that Imagine Dragons, I think, brings to their fans, to themselves. Um, it's it's a message of hope, but it's also a message of reality. Um, just it's it's a good vibe album. It's a good vibe band, but this album I think is good vibes, but it's also kind of sad too. And there's a lot of a lot of feelings that come out of this for me. Uh, I, I guess maybe, maybe I can't, I can't really articulate how good this album is, uh, to its fan, to Imagine Dragons fans. Um, and I know it's not their only album. They, they've got lots of hits. Uh, but yeah, this is what music's about for me. I hope to see these guys live. Um, and, uh, gosh, <laughs> I don't even, I kind of do. I have to pick like my favorite yeah. song first. Oh, I do. Uh-huh. Uh, is that uh, well? Okay. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I think the whole the whole album is like it's definitely um, it has like ups and downs. It starts out really like different how them from when it ends, but even the even the last song is. Um, I think it's like one of those. I, I don't know what what that is. Uh, maybe one of y'all can help me out with this. Like in the middle of a song, when it starts out one way and then changes in the middle, um, I, I I think it works for it. But then it, you know, in some ways, it's kind of weird. But it seemed to it seemed to work for I guess for for this. No, nothing left to say, and then it even has like it breaks and it's rocks. So. I like that song because it's very emotional. <laughs> um, I would say uh, Amsterdam is probably my my favorite pick on this this album. Amsterdam, okay. But I like nothing left to say is just unique, and I can't say that I don't like any one song on this album, but. I need to let you guys pick something. <laughs> so, oh, no, you're fine. Uh, so, yeah, so yeah, what do you guys, what do you guys, uh, what do you guys think of this album? Uh, as far as uh, I guess, like the time, you know, 2012, like compared to other bands, and how they maybe have progressed from when they first started. Because I know they started out playing, you know, like a lot of bands playing small gigs, and uh, yeah, they just made it big. I mean, that's incredible to me. I was impressed. So, um, you know, I I I've heard a lot of the songs from this album. Um, you know, either on the radio or in movies. Um, I never really ventured uh, beyond those singles. I, I wasn't really something that I wanted to. I, I gravitated towards. You know. I, I didn't mind hearing it in, in the movies, but I just had no interest in listening to an album. Um, and the album itself, like, I don't, I don't dislike it. 
Um, I don't think it's bad by any means. Um, you know, it's pleasant, I guess, is what I would say. Like it, it wasn't, it wasn't offensive. Um, some of the songs are pretty catchy. Um, some of the songs I are, are forgettable for me, but the ones that are hits, you know, to me, they're hits for, for a good reason. Uh, and I can understand why they're being used in, in movies and commercials. Um, so, you know, I, I went in with an open mind. Um, and, you know, overall, I, I was pleasantly surprised that I enjoyed it. Like, you know, I, I think part of me thought, well, you know, because it's from 2012, I may not like it, but I wanted to be receptive to it. So, um, and that worked, you know, like I, I didn't mind it. Um, yeah. I don't, I have no interest in listening to anything else by them. But, you know, as far as like homework goes, you know, this is not bad homework. Um, you know, um, right? I don't, I don't yeah. mind doing it. Um, you know, and, <laughs> and yeah, like overall, I, I thought it was, it was pretty decent. Um, and yeah, like, like I said, some, some of the catchy, or some of the songs are very catchy. Um, you know, and, you know, yeah, I don't know. It was, it like, it, it was fun to listen to. Um, I may not listen to it again, other than if I ever hear it in a movie or commercial. But, um, but yeah, I mean, there's worse ways to spend, you know, 50 minutes. Um, it wasn't that bad. It wasn't that bad, actually. So I give it, I give it a like, you know? Um, and the, uh, the song I would pick is actually the one that you've already mentioned. But since you ended up going with the other one, I'm actually going to go nothing left to say uh, slash rocks. You know, like that, that's the one that I, I would go with. Um, you know, I didn't really want to go with the hits, the ones that I've heard so many times. I wanted yeah. to go with something that was like a little bit deeper cut. Um, so I, I would go with that one is the nothing left to say. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love that song too. I think, I think underdog is probably like my least favorite song on the album. I don't know why it's a really fun song. It's cool. I like, I like the, the, you know, the instrumental in the background, everything's really good, but yeah, it's not my f- favorite on the album. But yeah, I, I, you know, this is like for a, a band that I believe is pretty religious based too, or like somewhat religious based, or like faith based. I'm not, sh- I'm not sure if it's like really what they're about, but I know that um, Dan Reynolds is, or at least he was at one point. But um, there's other bands like Switchfoot and you know bands that are religious that you know I, I like the music. Then some. Uh, Christian rock or whatever was not what I would. This isn't what I would call Christian rock, but uh, there's other bands that like you know I wouldn't listen to. But I think that they'd be they, they just like they sing about life and turmoil and like you know things that are great too. And um, so that's what I like about it. I think it's really motivational and it has a good beat. <laughs> so so it, so I. I remember listening to this album pretty close to when it first came out. Like this, this was a time period when I was like keeping up to date with all the, the newest albums. And 
Um, it, I I always liked this uh, the the same t- uh, time I liked um, who else came um, not One Direction one the other one band. Anyways, uh, so like th- those two albums came out. That one, one band. <laughs> what? No, it's uh, I know exactly what you're talking about, but that was yeah. what I was going to talk about too. But go ahead. Yeah, yeah. But, <laughs> talking about One Republic. One Republic. That's yeah, it. Exactly. That's it, yeah. yeah, yeah. So like these two albums are like when these two both albums came out, like yeah, th- they I was playing both of these nonstop in a sense, and so. uh I really enjoyed this album. I was kind of surprised. Like I, I thought everybody liked Imagine Dragons, and maybe it's just one person. But like I remember, like after this and their next album, like I talked to somebody, and they had such disdain for Imagine Dragons. It was almost like uh, Coldplay, like disdain for Imagine Dragons. And you're like, they haven't even been around that long. Like how are you just disdaining them for <laughs> for being poppy? But yeah. Uh, for me, uh, on this album, I mean, I, I like all of them, but uh, I'd, I'd have to pick on, on Top of the World. So, that's the, the song I would pick. I know it's overly bubbly in, in Sunshine, but uh, that one is just, yeah. That just, that's, that's I love me. It. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's a great song. Yeah, that's obviously one of their big radio hits, and uh, uh, that's a that's a motivational song, like good example of like what I need in life. <laughs> right. I can't get through my day all the time. Shit, dude. What? Well, well, plus, it, I can't remember who I heard it from, and I can't remember if it's true. But doesn't he, the lead singer, suffer suffer from like chronic pains or chronic something? Like he. There's something like because radioactive is like him singing about his uh, a physical ailment that he he deals with like daily. I thought. Yeah, I believe like that's part of the reason why he's like running around all the time and he's like really in shape. Uh, I, I think he has to be for one. Right. To be able to continue to do this, but that's like that's that's like something that he's overcome. That uh, I think that's the energy that he throws out there. That you know. It feels like you just want to root for him. Right. <laughs> you just want to say, fuck yeah! And like run around to. <laughs> I don't know. So. It's a pretty sweaty, uh, pretty sweaty show yeah. from what I saw. <laughs> no, understood. Taj, you were going down the same path that I was going down. So I, I completely understand where you're coming from. So let me just say this up front. Up front, I like the album. Up front, my cut, I like going deeper cuts. My cut is Hear Me. Can nobody hear me? I got a lot that's on my mind. I um, that's, that's an upbeat, you know, kind of snazzy type of situation that I wanted to see play within our playlist just because, you know, it, it's got that party vibe to it, right? But here's the thing about it, though. They... Here's what I get from the band. And if I dissected the band, it would have to be in three parts. There are one part Muffet and Sons from their storytelling and how they come across. There are one part One Republic uh, because of the sound that they use and the different styles of sounds that they flip on their tracks. And they're one part Nickelback because of the popularity and the disdain that people have for them because of their popularity. So... 
when you break that down, what you have here is a very eclectic band um, that could kind of get caught up in their own way because they have not registered their own sound, right? Um, they they can definitely, especially, I'm just strictly talking about this album. Other albums that they've come out with, I know they've been around since 2011. Other albums that they've come out with, they definitely evolved their sound and they have more of a fixture sound of, of what they are and, and how they come across. But around this time frame, it, this album was like all over the place for me. It was like I'm listening to three different groups at one time. And depending on the song that I'm listening to, would determine which group would come out of that. And I'm not saying that they're carbon copies of those groups. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is they have a, a, a image issue. There is, there is an issue with the sound and the image, not, not in a bad way. It works for them in a good way. It's why they've been this popular and, and been able to stick around this long. But I can see where individuals will try to say that they're not authentic. In some aspects, and that that is where the problem comes in, because when you look at a band, especially when music, you're looking at identity. You're looking mm. like I can look at Rolling Stones and tell who they are. I can look at Aerosmith and tell exactly who they are. I can look at Incubus and tell exactly who they are. You know what I'm saying? And I'm saying these these are great examples, but this particular band itself is forming its own image and its identity. But in this early of the stage, it was kind of hard to find that. And so you have a whole group of songs that are eclectic songs that can stand alone within themselves. But like Brandon said, there are some songs that are forgettable and those feel like studio cuts that, you know, they kind of had to put on the album in order to kind of feel it versus the hits that came off of the album. So it didn't feel like it was connected um, to me. And that was just on first listen. Second listen, coming back through, I, I definitely had a better understanding of where they were trying to come from. But I just think it was it was a lot of studio influence on this particular album. So, but but all in all, I love Imagine Dragons. I love their singles. I love how they can make people move and don't have to do anything crass or or anything obnoxious by any means. And they're a feel good fucking band, and I love listening to them. Um, and I would like to see him live with you, bro. So, yeah. Yeah, let's do it, man. Yeah, like, uh, Hear Me is a great song, too. And it's, I, how many times have I sat there and said, maybe if I fall asleep, I won't breathe right. <laughs> that's, I mean, that's, that feeling is like, I guess in a way it's not completely a feel-good band, but it is because they talk about the shit that sucks and then how to turn it around, you yeah. know? I mean, I've dealt with deaths of a parent recently. I'm not the only one. Um, you know, friends, family, just and just trying to make it. You know, what the fuck are we doing, right? That's that's what I got from Imagine Dragons. I think they're a great band that really just they talk about things that I I feel like I can relate to. Um, but I'm just not there. You know, I, I have to. I, I can't push myself far enough sometimes to get it done <laughs> and it's the toughest fucking thing but then that's kind of what i think this album's about too it's like uh it's like what keeps you up at night <laughs> uh and then like what keeps you going too and you know i think it's a great album. i think it's a great early album for imagine dragons like you said they've developed 
their style. They've developed an image. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Dan Reynolds definitely. Uh, you can see how they morphed, but yeah, they they're a fun band. Um, we got to see them live, dude. Let's do it. Cool. All right. Well, thank you for bringing that to the table. And before we go, Taj, you have some homework for us. I, I do. Uh, I, I was searching. I, I was trying to figure out what to do. And then I, I came across this album that I love, but it, I'm not sure how it's going to be received, but I'm just throwing it out there. So round about the time, it, it, well, I mean, I guess I shouldn't give all the preview. Anyways, I'll just throw out the name and, and, and explain it. Um, Blind Pilot, Three Rounds and a Sound. Is the name of the album. So, but the, that whole thing's the name of the album. Yep. the The name of the oh. band is Blind Pilot. Oh, okay. And, and then the album is Three Rounds in the Sound. That sounds really cool. That's some ominous shit. <laughs> yeah. Well, what the fuck's going on here? <laughs> that's, some, that's some Russian roulette type shit. If I action movie. Really, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Uh, It'll be interesting to see what you guys think. So, yeah, and I'll explain how I found them, when, and all that stuff. But, yeah. All right. So, everybody, make sure you listen to that for the next episode. And, Taj, why don't you go ahead and sign us off? Sure thing. Uh, this has been Choice Tracks. You can find this on our website of choicetracks.com or emails at choicetracks at gmail.com. Both of those end with a Z. We have matching playlists on both Spotify and Pandora. And we ask that you please subscribe and listen to all past and future episodes. Let's go and sign out. I'm Taj. I'm Brandon. I'm Damon. And I'm sweaty. Um, <laughs> but my name is Dietrich, and uh, we're going to pick up the needle, but y'all keep spinning those play tracks.